and welcome to another episode of the SQL Supplement, this time recorded on the 4th of May, 2018. I'm your host, Sokka Fessinic, and on this week's episode, uh, I'll be talking about a new Bioshock game in development, uh, Black Ops 4 not having a campaign, Nintendo continuing to kick ass, Anthem stuff, PlayStation 4 also kicking ass, God of War kicking ass, and then on top of all that, shitloads of new footage slash information for games that we've been looking forward to for a long ass time. It's been a big ass fortnight. So let's just get damn well into it. Up front here, I need to apologize for my uh, dryer going in the background, but you hopefully won't be able to hear it after I've done with editing. Uh, that is the magic of using something like Audition. Uh, anyway. With that said, let's jump into it. These are so for the new topics uh, this week, and I will be talking about what I've been playing. Uh, but after that, I'm starting with the oldest first. So you'll get to all the Red Dead stuff at the end. I know that might be uh, annoying to wait for, but that's just how these things work. I, I need to do things in chronological order. That's just it's the only logical way to do it. Anyway, Bioshock game might be sorry is in development at a top secret 2k studio um, that's all we really know uh this was reported on 20 days ago because i mean i'm covering for lost time from that god of war episode and that god of war like hole i went into um but this is a report from kotaku on um hangar 13 apparently yeah that's that we don't actually know much about it like aside from the fact that it will happen uh, and no no one should be surprised that 2K wants to make more Bioshock. Uh, let's just be clear. Ken Levine, I don't believe, is anywhere near this thing. And the only other uh, data point we have some, for something like that is Bioshock 2. So is this something to look forward to? Sure, I guess. But you should definitely like take a step back and go, hey, this is probably not going to be a Bioshock as you expect or hope for it to be. Um, you never really know, though. Um, you, you never really don't know when it comes to new developers, new studios, like this is going to be probably like just the way churn works in video game studios, a whole different team to anything that worked on any other Bioshock game. Um, and the core Bioshock shock concept of a, uh, I guess you could say it's a dystopia based on a offshoot of reality in some point during the 1900s i guess if that's that's that's, that's like the common theme between them um so a dystopian tale with like cool uh steampunky reimaginings of uh older school tech that's a pretty cool setting as long as they keep choosing something different so they went obviously for underwater then in the air uh it's kind of you know cutting off things that they can try but obviously space is one they can go to like a low earth orbit for example a, a space station like thing um, or on the moon that could be kind of interesting i don't know i don't know um is that the actual interesting part of it no probably not it's more like the, the society and culture that they uh, represent i found uh bioshock infinite far more interesting than the original primarily because they kept some most of the society whereas in the original this as far as Sorry, as little of it as I played, it was kind of a derelict kind of um, underwater city. I'm not sure if further into that game you see people and how they react to things and so on, but you, you'll see the remnants of them, like advertising. Centers. That's not quite the same thing. 
either way, like that concept and that kind of world is still valid as a cool setting. And the Bioshock name still has cachet, of course. The fact that we'll have Ken Levine in it, or sorry, as part of it. Uh, to anyone who's actually in the know, that's probably something to maybe even discount it entirely from um, being optimistic about it. But hey, it could be cool. That's just, that's that piece of news. Next piece of news. Shenmue remasters are happen- happening. Sorry. Shenmue 1 and 2 remastered editions will be put out this year by Sega. Um, that's just a cool thing I wanted to say out loud. Um, I just hope that we get another Shenmue endurance run from Jamal. That's my only real thoughts on that one. Anyone who um, has been waiting to play Shenmue 1 and 2 before 3, A, I, I will... I will Get out front here and say, especially from that fucking watching that endurance run, Shemu One has not aged particularly great, and Shemu Two, I'm very curious but doubtful as to whether that's just as good, or, or sorry, just as bad in many ways. Um, so hey, but if you're a fan of Shemu, which is understandable because I can see how those games would have been pretty dramatic at the time of release, even close to release. Um, then, hey, more power to you. Hopefully this is a cool way to be experiencing those games before the third one comes out. Next one is more interesting. Next um, news topic here. Anthem Leader promises more focus on storylines. Um, so this is a cool thing because as far as I know, let's just make sure. Yeah, Casey Hudson. So Casey Hudson's back. That's kind of the big thing here. And I don't know how that'll, like, like how deep his involvement it says this is he's the director anthem leader is he actually the director of that project let me just search this article it doesn't say whether he's the director or not i actually don't know if he is but anthem um obviously being a very destiny-esque looking game but with mechs essentially or mini mechs or exosuits i guess you could call them um anyone who tells me a Destiny-like game has is going to be strongly focused on story, uh, I'm going to assume that's just absolute fucking lip service until I see it in reality. Uh, the closest I've heard to a multiplayer game being quite well sto- story-focused and executing it well was the, to be fair, also Bioware um, Star Wars Online Sotor game. Um, I haven't played it myself, but Across the board, I, everyone I've talked to said the storylines, at least for some of the storylines you can opt to experience, are quite uh, good, uh, even though they're multiplayer. To be fair, they're not really... Like, the stories themselves aren't best played with other people. Seems like they're pretty much single-player stories in an, in an MMO, like shoved into an MMO. Um, but hey, if this is that, that's not a bad way of doing things if you want to do a destiny game that has like a single player through line like the game i'm i keep going back to is the original guild wars which is essentially that like you could play that whole game single player um using henchmen etc where required uh, and and you do except for like in the original release like one or two missions like thunderhead keep where that just really wouldn't work uh, but in most cases you really can play that game wholly single player um using henchmen and that really that worked. Like you, the fact that you could choose whether to play every single mission, single or multiplayer, um, and get more out of it or do it faster or whatever when doing multiplayer. Sometimes they're so hard that you kind of need to do the multiplayer, etc. That was just a cool fucking thing. Um, 
that was a really good balance that I think really worked for the game. So like that wasn't an a open world game, which I suspect Anthem will be. Um, and so you had the ability for every mission to act as its own hub area, which is kind of like a, a really cool way of um, sectioning off a game that obviously hasn't borne out with the fullness of time. Like that's clearly not the best. So it hasn't been collapsed upon as the best way to do things. Um, but it was a way that did work for the time. And they can get the idea, they can get that, concept kind of working whether they're a matchmaker or equivalent like diablo 3 did uh for a single player experience where every part of it can be played multiplayer if that's the direction they go with anthem that could be really great and quite separated well in some ways separated to how destiny did things destiny is arguably done the same way um it is a very much a that game does have a single player experience which you can play through solo especially destiny 2 um in that case it just wasn't fucking good whatsoever and so if you throw bioware writers at it hopefully you can come up with something but again it comes back to i can't think of a game that does it well aside from maybe sorta which i didn't play myself since guild wars 1 so they'll have to prove it for me in the actual product any lip service especially from fucking bioware and any electronic arts studio at this point means fucking nothing to me so let's see what you got bioware but you you know what like mass effect 2 has is somehow still letting me give them at least the initial benefit of the doubt of course ever since that game they've never um you know capitalized on that benefit of the doubt they've always been below expectations uh but still like you've you've I know you got it in you. It's a, it's a lot like Sony Santa Monica. Since God of War 2, I didn't really care about that studio, but we all kind of knew they had them in it, so it had it in them, and then they fucking knocked it out of the fucking park with God of War. And in that case, it did take an old du- like director to come back, um, Corey Barlog. So in this case, with Casey Hudson, maybe they could do the same thing. Maybe uh, he can come back to Bioware uh, in this kind of position can be like the 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 steering hand they need to really come back to what made them good in the first place but um just like god of war ascension don't like count your chickens before the hatched wait for it to come out we'll see how anthem plays out at the moment i have very low expectations for aside from graphics like the rest of it can just go fuck itself as far as i can tell but we'll see we'll see Next up, in terms of stories, um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 doesn't have a single-player campaign or may not have a single-player campaign. Um, This is all elaborated through sources, uh, and it was purported on as fact uh, about a week ago, the 18th of uh, April, so maybe two, I guess two weeks ago now. Um, So you probably already heard this piece of news. You probably already come to your own conclusions about it. My only um, point about this one is uh, probably something that will be very difficult and tricky to sell at $60. Like Even if they have the reported and supposed Battle Royale mode, which is replacing potentially the single-player mode, if these rumors are true, I'm going to couch this as much as physically possible because, again, this is all fucking rumor. (laughs) Um, Even if they have that, they're competing against Fortnite. And to a lesser extent, nowadays, um, Battle Royale, the original. Um, so I don't know. Like They have the Call of Duty cachet, but I... And they have the numbers on their end to tell them how many people play single player. Like 
for the people I know, most people give at least single player a shot. Or some, to be fair, I'm in a very single player focused kind of community of people and like minded individuals. So for us, we played those games for the single player. Like I really liked Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. To be fair, that was the only Call of Duty I played. Um, but I really liked it. I bought that for a single player. I liked that game. Um, it was pretty high on my game in the year list for that year. Um, so for when it comes to like just taking single player out, obviously the majority of their audience is like play the multiplayer, but will that same majority pay $60 for a game without a single player? Don't know. Don't know. Probably if I was to guess, like again, they'd have the numbers on this, whatever price they put that on, I bet, especially because it's fucking Activision, they have very good statistics to tell them whether or not that will work. Um, the only differentiating factor at this point is the fact that they are now competing against, again, Fortnite and Battle Royale. Um, can they do it? Probably. Probably. Like if I was to guess, I bet, I bet it'll be fine. Um, I bet it'll continue the trend of selling less than the previous years of Call of Duty but it'll continue to sell a decent number and people will enjoy the single player. Sorry, the, the multiplayer. Next up, uh, in more interesting news, to me personally at least, uh, Yakuza developers having finished Yakuza 6 are now moving to a new IP, and that's all we fucking know. But that is fucking cool. That's all I need to say out loud. Um, Yakuza game, Those Yakuza guys, if they bring the same sensibility of... Um, like, let's be clear, Yakuza is kind of a game for fucking otakus, like myself to some degree. I'm not like, I don't consider myself a die-in-the-wool otaku, but if you ask most people whether like watching anime on the semi-regular, like a couple times a year, and playing games in Japanese um, makes you an otaku, I, will, I fucking bet most people will say yes. So I guess by the, the layman's definition of otaku, I'm an otaku. I have a country role solution. That probably is my fucking otaku pass right there, right? So um, so much of the draw of the Yakuza games is just the Japan aspect of it. The um, bringing that element of uh, closeness to at least a idealized or fant- fantastical version of Japan um, some of my favorite parts of Yakuza Zero, at least, was the fact that it was Japan in the 80s, which is just a really cool setting I hadn't seen before. Um, so, yeah, like the, if they could bring that sensibility of being like a Japanese-focused, Japanese-ass Japanese game to the next IP they work on, it could potentially be quite cool in the same way Yakuza is cool and gaining popularity today. So, that's my thoughts on that. Next up, Nintendo hits milestone as download says exceeds packets goods. Also, the Switch continues to sell ridiculous numbers. Um, good for them. I think I've pretty much, um, considering I do this bi-weekly or weekly when I get a chance to, um, pretty much every time I'm talking about good Nintendo news and I just continue to have the same stance on it, which is good for them. Um, put out, I want, I just want more third-party games on that fucking platform. <laughs> And that's hopefully happening later this year. But we don't really know too much about the games I'm actually looking forward to, like Fire Emblem and Ace Attorney. Um, I've been playing Celeste, which I'll talk, I might talk about later in the show. Probably will talk about later in the show. Um, that seems pretty cool, I guess. But I really do want a big-ass game, like a Zelda, but third-party in that on that system. And looks like we'll still have to wait quite a bit longer for that. So I don't really care about their sales, to be honest. But I don't know. There's no reason to feel bad for them, right? Speaking of sales, PlayStation 4 has sold 79 million units. Um, 
makes me wonder how the math in that works for total install base for this generation of hardware. Um, I have a suspicion that as time goes on, fewer and fewer people are buying consoles. Um, if you look at past years total, obviously the Wii period is a outlier because that just adds 110 million of many of which are people who wouldn't buy another Nintendo console. So if you look at the other two in that generation, I believe both Nintendo and, sorry, Xbox and PlayStation had about the same numbers, like around the 80 to 90 million mark. So if you add that together, that's obviously a, a inflated number at 180K total because many people, including myself, had both. So if you, say you pare it down to like a, 120,000, sorry, million people install base, maybe 140 million people. Um, and then you look at the current gen where you're looking at 80K, if you round this up, PlayStation sold, and about half that by the sounds of things, 30 to 40K um, Xbox has sold. We're still looking at a total downward tick of 30 million, so 120 million total versus an estimated 150 million total. Say the 150 million was actually close to 130 million or 140 million. Maybe 10 to 20 million are people just still waiting up, still waiting for the end of generation or when these things get even cheaper, like the 199 mythical price point for the PlayStation. If it gets down there, maybe there'll be a last little bump for install base. That's totally possible. Um, especially since like there's end of generation figures are including those consoles being at the 199 price point. Um, if these consoles ever get down to the 199 price point, I can definitely see people picking them up. So maybe that's the case. I just hope that we are for all the gaming supposed to have grown the fact that we're still looking at 80 million being a high successful figure um that's kind of concerning to me as a person who like has recently come to terms with the fact that i'm turning 30 but will probably live to fucking 80 or 90 um will 40 years from now will, will something like a dedicated games piece of hardware even be a thing anymore or like how many more generations can we go with a potentially declining user base before this no longer becomes uh, profitable? Don't know. But at least this is a decent argument to say that it's not this or next generation. We'll definitely get, with these kinds of numbers, especially with the rumors going around, a PS5. And I guess that's all we can really ask for, is just, just play this by year, one generation at a time. And it seems like the things, sorry, generations are still healthy to some degree. Sony is not going to complain about 79 million sold, especially since that's pretty much what they got for the PS3. Um, if they do get down to the 199 price point, I could definitely see them getting to a 90 to 100 million total sold. So since they're considering, or their estimate for this year, so to 2019 being another 16 million, so that's 96 million total-ish, 95-ish million total. That means they're just striking distance to 100 million, which is a if if they get to 100 million, it's it's almost um, it's difficult to say whether there has been a dip. Is kind of what I'm getting at, coming out on the other side of that saying. Um, and if there isn't a dip, that's probably a good thing to at least have the industry stay at this status quo. And considering games are better than they ever used to be, maybe that's all we can really hope for and be happy for. I don't know. But anyway, good for Sony. Like Nintendo, keep kicking ass, uh, keep putting out great games. Like Nintendo first parties are unassailable, um, sorry, uncriticizable in terms of their um, commitment to quality. Whether you like the games individually or not, like I personally have, they haven't been my my favorite things in the universe. But uh, Sony have been some of my favorite things ever put out, and in both cases, their respective fan bases have been incredibly happy. So. 
keep doing what you're doing, guys. It's a good job, I guess. Another really cool piece of news here. Um, CD Projekt Red's RPG confirmed for PS for E3 2018. So we will, uh, I think it was leaked by E3 show for planning documents or something along those lines, but we are definitely getting a RPG from CD Projekt. I hope that does not mean a fucking mobile game or a fucking card RPG like Gwent. Um, I really do hope this means cyberpunk. Most people think it means cyberpunk. Um, the fact that cyberpunk is just being showed this year means indicates to me that's not going to be out this year. Um, which is fair. Like, take your time, I guess, with that. Um, but overall, like, do I want to see Cyberpunk? I don't know. It's not as e- it's not as uh, black and white an answer you might think. Um, I'm perfectly okay with them just holding off on that till the year of release. Like, do I? If I, many people would say that their favorite release schedule this generation has oh sorry was fallout 3 but it was announced the same year as fucking released um and that game sales wise did perfectly fine of course that was a fallout game which might would may arguably be a bigger deal than a new cd project game especially with a new ip from cd project but um there's a lot to be said for excitement waning with time um in cases like God of War, you get the opposite, where there was like a excitement, and then a kind of wane of excitement, and then you get the reviews coming out, and then the excitement blew back up again. We'll get to the God of War sales figures later, but that seemed to work out well for them. Um, however, other games like I don't, I don't know, like Five Nights Fifteen, if that came out close to when it was released, so when it was first advertised as Five Nights versus Thirteen, would have sold more. Quite possibly, quite possibly. Tomb Raider is clearly an example where um, I think, especially when uh, Tomb Raider 2 came out, that just, the delay in that time definitely worked against that game. But to be fair, maybe the bigger deal was Xbox exclusivity. (laughs) With Red Dead, the fact that we're seeing so little has probably worked in that game's favor. That's something to say. Uh, Especially since I think that game looks, well, I'll talk about it later um yeah i don't know i don't know i don't need to see whatever this is 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 kind of what i'm coming out of that thinking um i'm happy to see it i guess uh it'll set my expectations to wherever they end up being and that's probably a good thing um but in the end like i'm perfectly happy to wait for a game's release Uh, persona 5 is one of the many things that taught me that Looking forward to a game for a long period of time. Sometimes with a sequel, it's just good to know that something's in development. Like, I th- I can see people who, especially with Shenmue 3, they're just happy to know that game exists. Long-term fans like Michael P. Huber and, and Easy Allies, which, they're just happy knowing that game is in development. And for sequels, I can definitely see that being a thing. Um, for new IPs, like only show yourself when you can make as big a splash as physically possible and then only as well if you can maintain that excitement through to release if this is the first year that's showing cyberpunk and it's not out to 2020 there's a decent argument to be made and i would make that argument that we don't need to see it we did not need to see it this year you could have just held that off till maybe next year or just 2020 when you're going to release in 2020 
if this if they're like it comes out this year that could be just that will blow my fucking mind and along with red dead for other people that could this could very well be cyberpunk could be a contender against god of war um but do I actually think it'll happen? No, no, not at all. I, I think it'll be a 2019, 2020 release. If I was to guess, 2020. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, the things we've heard about that game, though, with it being a um, first-person game, etc. Hmm. Has any product done a shooter? I don't think they have. I don't think they have. And like to be fair, there could be first-person game where you're not shooting things, like Skyrim. Um, but I doubt it. I doubt it. There was guns in the fucking trailer. Like I see guns being a part of this game. I, they could very well make it a first-person shooter. Um, just think of a has there been a developer that's aside from Blizzard that's stepped into first-person shooting and done well in recent history. Not that I can think of. There's probably people out there who, who can name an example, but. Um, Alternatively, though, there are developers like Gorilla who went from one genre to another and did quite well, just resting on their ability to be discerning as developers and learning lessons where applicable. Um, so this game, here's another question, if you can think of it that way. Uh, are there many good first-person shooters that run at 30? The reason I, raised, I phrased it that way, like I, I don't think there are, if I was to be honest, Um the reason I phrase it that way is because uh, Cyberpunk, if it was to maintain the graphical quality on console this, that Witcher did, then you can't do that at 60. So this, if it's aimed at current-gen consoles, it's going to be very curious to how good the game looks. Um, or to see if they go the 30 FPS route for a first-person shooter game. And if they do the 30 FPS, FPS route for a first-person shooter, it could be quite possible that they don't actually make a very good first-person shooter for its first-person sh- first shooting aspect. It could be a great RPG that's got poor shooting, like a Mass Effect 2, for example, Mass Effect 1. Um, well, I didn't mind Mass Effect 2 shooting. Mass Effect 1 had pretty shitty shooting. Deus Ex original had fucking terrible shooting. Um, so hopefully they don't go down that route. Maybe they do just figure out some magic source to make it play well and look good. But they really will need to f- nail the feel of an FPS if they're getting into that genre. Do I think the CD Projekt could do that? Probably, yeah. Like They've proved themselves as being a good developer who's capable of changing the games quite a lot from game to game. Like If you look at Witcher 2 to 1 and 3 to 2, they're all actually quite very different games. So hopefully they can do that again with Cyberpunk. And they've been working for quite a while, so we'll see. Moving on. Um, Phil Spencer teases JRPGs and Xbox's E3 stage and talks about possible Japanese exclusives. He hasn't obviously revealed any of these, but he said that they're looking into both and to expect potentially both to happen at E3. Um, Japanese exclusives. I can't think of a Japanese game that wouldn't be a new IP that I suspect being exclusive to Xbox. Like, for example, could they get DMC exclusive to Xbox? Probably. Like, fucking Capcom's a whore. They, they, they do that. Would 
like Sony would be a better platform for that product because it's got twice the install base. And I would guess that more people on PlayStation are familiar with the DMC franchise than people on Xbox, if not only by numbers, by but because of leaning of that audience toward Japanese games. But um, could be Devil May Cry. Would I think that's a mistake for Capcom? Fucking yeah, that's a good way to bury your shit. Square Enix in that fucking lesson with Tomb Raider. Um, but hopefully it's a new IP. Uh, to be fair, the last Japanese new IP that I could think of the Xbox fucking had was Scalebound. They buried the shit out of that. We'll see. We'll see. Um, will they get actual actual Japanese people on stage? Yeah, definitely. They could. They could get Kingdom Hearts on stage in Xbox. Square Enix is another fucking. They they'll just put out to fucking whoever. Um, they could get FF Seven remake on Xbox stage. Who knows? At that point, it doesn't really mean anything. It's just, this is a multi-platform game you have on your stage. Like, it, all it means is towards the quality of their presentation. But considering, um, well, you know what? I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, E3 is about the pageantry and spectacle, spectacle as far as I'm concerned. So go for it. Uh, give me as many su- surprises as you can, even if those surprises turn out to be multi-platform games. Where will I play them? Probably PC if they're on PC or X- uh, PS4 if they're not. So shrug but cool at least at least xbox is playing the game they're not going to win it this generation that's almost a certainty and i say almost because anything is possible but almost certainly not going to win this generation in fact it would be very difficult to come back next generation and in the japanese audience they're pretty much buried in a non-factor so uh, the only reason they're really doing this is to keep playing the game, which they should do, because people need to keep Sony honest. Because Sony's already started being some of the, so doing some of the evil shit they used to do. So aside from the games themselves, which continue to be excellent, but good on you, Xbox, keep playing the game. All right, next up, talking about Sony to some extent. Sony announces that God of War is the fastest selling PlayStation 4 exclusive ever, selling 3.1 million units in three days. Um, that's very curious to me because that's um, just a strange thing to say. So 3.1 million units in three days from April 20th to 20, to 22nd. But what does that even fucking mean? Like, why would you even say that? Like, it's sort of, that's, that's really impressive. 3.1 million in three days is incredibly impressive. And that outmodes um, other releases, like I think Android 4 was 2.7 million in a week. So they're selling faster than Uncharted. But why say 3.1 million and why say three days? How are these even relevant? Like, especially since the period is April 20th to April 22nd. The reason I'm asking these things is like, okay, so why didn't you just tell how many it's sold to date? Wouldn't that be more meaningful? Like, would it be better to say, oh, it's sold 6 million copies in two weeks? Wouldn't it be meaningful to say, oh, it's in first week, it sold 5 million copies or 10 million copies. The fact that they stuck to a three-day number, or they could say, like, for example, they sent, they sold 3 million copies in fucking 70 hours. These that could pin it to a number that makes sense. What is important about three days? To me, this... I. I'm still worried. What comes out of it is I'm still kind of worried about God of War. Like I, I don't know what kind of buzz was around that game when it came out. I really hope it sells well. 
um, because I think it deserves it. That's kind of where I'm coming from with this criticism because I hope it didn't sell 3.1 million in three days because that includes pre-orders and then just didn't sell that much for the week after, right? I hope it didn't sell 3.1 million in three days and then 3.2 million in a week, you know? Um, I hope that it has actually sold like your... I hope it does sell like your 10 million copies like Uncharted did or does. We'll see. We'll see. All right. But good news. Good news. Like 3.1 million is already a massive success. So uh, hopefully that game does get it what it deserves and gets even more than that. But even now, it's his fucking good job, Sony. Uh, all right. Next up. Beyond Good and Evil 2 is a thing. And has shown more footage to like a little bit more footage in dev diary and um given more uh info most important so they said they'll show you more at e3 so the info they have given out is like characterization stuff which is like whatever you can make people of any race sex gender whatever I'm like sure so they could just it's ended it as well i don't know whatever like that that's a marketing point to some people <laughs> Uh, personally, I prefer games like your Mass Effect where you have pretty restricted character creation. I prefer that to an Elder Scrolls. But it's just, this is all just coming down to personal opinion. My favorite games have a, have a main character you can't even change. Like Uncharted, sorry, not Uncharted, Last of Us or Persona 4. So I don't even know if that's really like conducive to the game being better. You're just telling me facts at this point. You can make a, a person... Um, Male, female, or any race, including mixed things like um, bear people. So I guess that's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm considering being a lion man. Whatever. If I play this game, which I probably won't. Um, that said, though, they show those graphics. Looks like a current gen game. Shrug. Uh, they told us things about being able to jump off your... Being to fly off planets from the ground. Um, sure. I guess that's a thing that's possible in games now. It's not that impressive anymore. Be able to jump off your spaceship at any time. That's kind of cool, I guess. Hopefully give you like a wingsuit kind of thing. I don't know. Again, this none of this is actually conducive to it, whether it is a good game or not. These are just features that you're telling me it has. Um, for people who like, like sandboxy kind of games, though, this, this definitely sounds like the ultimate in the sandboxy kind of game. So that's what you're looking for. Maybe this is... These are things to get you excited. And they'll show us more D3. Um, when this getting gonna come sorry, when is this game gonna come out? No fucking idea. No fucking idea. They still sounds like it's fucking early in development. So as far as I'm concerned, I don't care. Uh proofs in the pudding, get the game finished, and then we'll have a look at it. Come back to me then. Speaking of games that are close to being finished, if not finished already. Well definitely finished already, but definitely close. Um we'll finally talk about it now. Red Dead Redemption 2 footage and information is now out. Um, I'm going to take a second here to let you guys who are interested in this game bask in the bask in the glow of that trailer and the information we've gotten to IGN from IGN. Finish basking? Cool, because I thought both were kind of unimpressive. Uh, if you've already turned, like, I'm assuming the people who hate who hated that statement have already turned this off. If you're still around um, or you're open to hearing why, uh, thank you and keep listening. Um, 
I'm not coming at this from a point of like just being judgmental. Um, because I didn't particularly like the controls of the first Red Dead and didn't get, get into it. I actually kind of mourned the fact that it didn't get into first Red Dead. I really hope, sorry, I wish I had gotten into it because it sounds like it was kind of seminal for many people who played it and liked it. Um, for me personally, though, those, those controls just fucking made me hard bounce off that fucking shit. Um, so I, it's for someone like that, like myself, it's easy to take a stance of I don't give a fuck about Red Dead 2. Uh, but I'm not trying, I'm trying not to. In the same way I tried not, I tried my fucking damnedest to not take that stance with Mario and Zelda last year. Um, but this year, and those games, I really liked Zelda. Didn't like Mario, it turned out to be just as not my thing as I thought it was at the start, but I gave it a fucking shot, right? I'm going to do the same for the, for Red Dead, I think. Um, but with Red, so I'm not coming this at this from an angle of someone who didn't like Red Dead 1 who doesn't care about Red Dead 2. Um, this is from an angle of just pure observation of what you're showing me, really. So they showed us two trailers. Sorry, a trailer and a series of impressions for IGN. From the trailer itself, what it looked like was perhaps the most... Sorry, I was going to call it a generic cowboy thing. But I can actually think of and name more interesting cowboy things than that trailer showed. Like think of 310 to Yuma. Think of um what's his face? Uh Fistful of Dollars. Uh Red Dead One, for example. Like the trailers for Red Dead One looked incredible when that game came out. And maybe buy it and want to try it. Um, let's see. And okay, you know what? I'm gonna just Google this shit because I know there are good cowboy. This good cowboy shit. Cowboy movies. Let's have a look. How? Oh, Unforgiven. Fucking yeah, man. Let's talk about this shit here. God. Oh, wow. I, I googled best cowboy movies and came up with a lot of random... Dances with Wolves. Okay, that's kind of cool. Red River. Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. Like, to be fair, like, those are based on... um Tombstone, man. Tombstone was cool. That's that's like the lawman side of things. City Slickers was kind of fun. Totally different than this, but totally fun. Wild Wild West from fucking Wild Wild West fucking from Will Smith and Co was more interesting than this trailer by a significant fucking margin. Man from Snowy River, even though I don't like that movie, um, definitely more interesting than this shit. Yeah, dude, like um, True Grit, True Grit. So yeah. I again, yeah, I can name. So the only movie I can think of that is as boring as this trailer seemed was Magnificent Seven or whatever the fuck it was last year. Magnificent Nine, Magnificent Seven, what the fuck that was last year, or the year before that. That's about the 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 level of this trailer for me because there's zero in it that made me care about the characters, care about the world. Can't remember anything to do with anything that was happening. Um, there were train fucking robbery shit. I've seen that before. 
so many fucking times. There was a generic looking, like I couldn't pick the main character out of a fucking crowd. Half the side characters look more interesting and dynamic than the main character. The main character just looks fucking generic as fuck. Um, really love, he looks, he looks a little bit like Brandon Jones from Easy Allies, which is kind of funny to me because he really likes Red Dead. But fuck the main character, man. Um, all the scenarios they show, like, oh, burning building, crawling through it, or going through the streets, or sitting around a campfire, like, fucking whatever. Unforgiven did better. I bet Unforgiven has better campfire scenes than this, this game does. At least from this initial reaction, sorry, impression. The time period is uninteresting. The previous game, Red Dead 1, already did the end of the West. Why are you still fucking harping on the end of the West? I don't care. I would actually have had more excitement if they tried to do the peak of the West. Um, that would have been kind of cooler when things were still unraveling and lawmen hadn't really been introduced yet and everything. And you'd in, you investigate like what that kind of was, where um, it was kind of totally lawless. If you took, look at that period, period of the West, that could have been far more interesting than where the fuck this is. This just looks like a, the lawman in this just seems like a shitty, um, standard shitty lawman who is made shitty because you don't want the um, player to realize that he's in the right. Because fuck all these characters. Like, why do I care about people who are just being dicks to other people? It's part of the reason I don't like Grand Theft Auto personally is because I have no interest in playing a bad guy at all personally just couldn't give less of a fuck about being the bad guy unless you're a bad guy doing bad things to worse people which is essentially an anti-hero like john wick right that's a kind of a different thing but this didn't give you that indication whatsoever this is seemed like bad guys doing bad shit to each other while a shitty lawman chases you which is what the fuck ever who the hell cares about any of that graphically i think it looked okay character models look pretty shit character models look some people talked about it as being last gen looking i think they're actually right in terms of character models and that's only because i think people don't remember how good last gen shit kind of looked like if you look at the last of us specifically or other high points of previous generation there isn't actually that much difference between joel and these main characters except in the texture quality of their clothing if you take that out there isn't that much fucking difference here in terms of quality of character model. These character models are not fucking impressive whatsoever. The world itself, though, again, a lot of it is because a texture quality does kind of look all right. But it is a downgrade from previous footage they've shown, and it isn't that fucking impressive. Um, like, just across the board. Like, maybe you can make an argument for density of NPCs, but the shots they showed you were very picked for that purpose. Um, like, there was a, the, the most impressive shot for me personally was this shot of just a normal street in this world. And it's a kind of intersection with, like, wagons going one way and, like, whatever carts or whatever shit going the other way, where people were, like, dusting the streets or whatever. That was the most impressive shot of this whole thing. And it was only because of density of character models and things going on. But Assassin's Creed already fucking did that. So I'm not really that impressed by that either. So really what they have to try and sell me on is... so that, Sorry, they didn't sell me on graphics except for the night sky. I will admit that their usage of darkness, or specifically blackness, and a beautiful night sky is legit and things more developers should do. For some reason... The original trailer and this trailer still had some of the coolest looking night, night shots I've seen in gaming, which is dumb because 
both are quite far spread apart and you had developers had a long time between trying to do that. Maybe it's because that being that dark at night isn't actually that fun. Maybe that's just it. And people have told me that Dragon's Dogma, especially with some mods, do, does that quite well as well. Sorry. So aside from the night shots, graphics did not impress me. Storyline, non-existent in those trailers. Don't give a fuck about characters or story whatsoever in those trailers. I don't even know how anyone could look at those trailers and be interested in anything that's going on. Because um, they don't fucking tell you anything. And his words during this trailer were nonsensical. Just shit about fire. Um, or, sorry, trying to be symbolic when it comes to fire. And that isn't, like, again, fire energy, imagery is not old. Sorry, it's not young. It's not new. It's been here since the essentially dawn of fire. So not impressed by that either. So whatever. Um, it came off actually kind of almost pretentious because it was... It, a, didn't sound like what a cowboy would fucking say. B, it didn't actually... um bring anything new to the conversation didn't elaborate anything about the themes of the game because it to some extent even conflicted with what they were showing because we're talking about people maybe it's about holding on to the past and not wanting the fire to go out but that's your theme that's a shitty theme like i people holding on to the past is like the opposite of what's interesting in, in the thing games about exploring new right i don't know um for me fiction is just about exploring the new so holding on to the past is not something I give a fuck about. Um, I had many problems with his with that stupid speech. Um, what else is there? Music was good. I'll say that, I guess. Like, Sure, music was all right. Um, that's it. Yeah. Video, music, story. Fail, win, fail. In that order. Um, but yeah, so, and obviously for people who want to gameplay, none of that, I don't really care about gameplay in trailers because I'm happy to wait for previews and things like quick looks to see that, um, gameplay in a trailer is always going to be cut to just look the most flashy physically possible and is never actually indicative of what the game actually plays like. Give me a demo and then I'll, then we'll talk. Um, but I haven't done that. So what they did instead was give it to IGN and they had this blowout about things they've seen and so far, the only parts that they've really said that sound relatively unique is a Skyrim slash Oblivion-esque dedication to um, open world AI, specifically like a, everyone in the world reacting to you in blah, 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 blah. Promised before in other games like, again, Skyrim, etc. And we'll see how it plays out in this one. Honestly... I don't really care. Like the thing, the examples they give were like, oh, if you walk around with your with your gun holstered, they'll react to you in some ways. If you walk around with your gun unholstered, they'll react to you in different ways. Like wh whatever. That is no. There's no depth to that. Who cares? What I want to know is how many fucking like quests, or maybe not how many, but an idea of how like the quest density and depth of side quests or um, things to do. Um, is there an actual, well, you can assume because it's Rockstar Day and there's going to be a big story to it, but give me more information of the story because the trailer didn't give me anything to be, to latch on to. Like, that's the kind of stuff I want to see. Um, gameplay mechanics, like what side quests 
are there that aren't sorry not side quests but side activities are there um they showed a brandon jones favorite thing again from easy allies for the trailer was the theater sequence because he's a theater guy and that's kind of cool if you can go into this game and just watch live theater especially with that lighting that they showed um that could be really cool i guess or if they did talk deeper about the lighting model, because it seems like they're going for a realistic lighting model where you only you can only see what your lantern shows you, and that could be really cool to some extent. Um, but sure, like HDR implementation, I, I'm really happy I finally have an HDR TV. So if they just talk about that, maybe it can get me excited to some extent. But in the end, I really do. I'm one of those people who come to games for story before even gameplay. Um, though things like God of War have shown that get, sometimes gameplay can get, can be what make, gets me hooked. Because that main story quest of God of War isn't that interesting. But the gameplay of that game is what really gave it to me. So I'm not against gameplay in games. Um, but this really just has shown me nothing. Nothing of worth. Um, so there you go. That's me hating on Red Dead Redemption 2. I still think it'll probably be a good game. I still think it'll be a game of the year contender. Just because of Rockstar's pedigree but then again people did point out that they don't longer have the bends you remember those news stories about the closer who brought in red dead and made it what it was um after the game was in troubled development for a long time they don't have that guy i think he's a co-founder even um so we'll see how this comes together but honestly yeah for me it'll always come back to story and main characters and so far it's given me nothing so Sorry to rain on people's parade if you stuck around. Hopefully my criticisms don't seem... They'll obviously be subjective because all criticisms... So most criticisms of things are subjective. But hopefully they don't seem unfounded. I'm trying to give this the benefit of the doubt. Um, John Marsden's in it. That's kind of cool. Again, like it's one of those things where when Marsden was on screen during the trailer for like five seconds, I immediately picked him out. It's the point where I realized like, wow, Marsden's character design, even now he doesn't have a cool beard, all he has is the scars, is instantly more recognizable than the shitty main character. Oh, man. There's a shot here with John Marsden and Sadie Adler fighting for their lives, and Marsden looks cool here too. Cool ass fucking beard and hat. I'm thumbing through IGN stuff now. So I guess I guess that means that my um talk about Red Dead's over. All right, so that's Red Dead thoughts. Um, hope for you who stuck around who liked the Red Dead thing. Like more power to you, man. More power to you. Just I'm I'm just on the opposite side of that. Finally, before I go here, I'll talk about things I've been playing um, or doing over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I will say that even though its production quality isn't very good. There's a show on YouTube called Cobra Kai that you may not have heard of that is fucking interesting (laughs) to me. Um, Yeah, definitely taking a step away from games here for a second. Cobra Kai is a... Okay, let's go backwards further in time. Do you remember a movie called The Karate Kid? That movie ended with a cool, like, final fight at a um, martial arts tournament where the Karate Kid bests his rival, this kid who was part of a dojo called Cobra Kai. This show, made by YouTube on the YouTube Red platform, is actually follows 
the kid who was beaten in the Karate Kid one. Um, he's not grown up, and he's he's kind of like an anti-heroes slash like dude down on his um, luck character who's starting the Cobra Kai dojo again to teach kids off the streets how to be men or how to be good people, really. And is hella endearing and really cool. I just really like the twist on the Karate Kid because Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid, I don't know if it's the same actor. I actually think it is the same actor, but I'm not sure if it is. But that character is still in this and he turns out he's older now and he's kind of like a self-obsessed business guy because that's just kind of how these how the how life works right right he became successful got to business kind of self-obsessed and whereas this other kid who was kind of a loser went up and and went through the hard knocks and now coming out the other side kind of being a better person and have this weird interplay between someone who's a good person now between someone who's a good person in the past but i just really like the karate being a focus of this and all that kind of like i just love the fact that there's an extension to the karate kid lore which i never would have thought is something i wanted but apparently it is so there you go it's cobra kai the first two episodes are free it's on youtube um check it out i think it's fucking cool um gaming wise sorry avengers affinity war i'm not i haven't watched that yet i'm watching that tomorrow so probably talk about that next cynical supplement um what else has there been Talk about Black Panther. I want to talk about in the past. Um, Gaming-wise, I finished God of War, and you've already heard my thoughts about that. Potentially, if you haven't, I really like that game. It's my current game of the year, but it has problems. It has problems. It's not perfect, but I still think it's a masterpiece quality item. Um, fucking amazing game that I'm happy I played. Um, that's my really thoughts on that. And I've since then, I've started playing Celeste. Um, because Greg Miller brought it up as a another contender alongside God of War for Game of the Year, which made me go, what the fuck are you talking about? I've never heard of this game. And it's a platformer, a story-driven platformer game on the Nintendo Switch and other platforms. I'm playing on Switch. Um, that's how it was sold to me. So I've played three levels of it, and so far the platforming has actually been quite... Um, Meat, it's definitely Meat Boy inspired or Meat Boy esque to some degree. Uh, very much like something something between like a mix between Ori and Meat Boy, where you do have a midair dash um, and a lot of air control and a really quick restart on very short levels. So each level is kind of just a screen, and the screen is just how to get to the next part. The whole thing is you're climbing this mountain. This girl climbing this mountain, and every screen is essentially just a small little puzzle or platforming segment which is just the next step up the mountain that's how that's kind of framed and then along the mountain there's many various stopping points which form your larger levels so there's like the broken down ruins and there's like the broken down city and so so on like as you go up this mountain um so far it has been sold to me as a story based story driven um platformer but there's been like a grand total of maybe two pages of story in it um so i'm actually kind of feeling quite short changed i'm only three chapters in uh, i'm feeling really short changed at the moment and almost as if i've been sold a bill of lies um but we'll see i'll get i'll stick it out because people have been saying like some of you say this like one of the greatest games I've ever made i think that's ridiculous people said the same thing about 
Undertale, and that was a quite good game that I quite enjoyed. So even if it's not the greatest game ever made, um, whatever. Even if it's not that, I think it. I suspect reviewers aren't crazy, just like they weren't for God of War, and it's going to be worth my time. So and and each level seems to be pretty short, so it's relatively uh, bite-sized, consumable. So I'm giving it a shot. So I'm playing Celeste. Um, got 10 out of 10 from IGN. Like we're talking about. It. People think this game is amazing, so I'm going to keep giving it a shot. So far, I'm impressed. Aside from the platforming, platforming is nice. Like, it feels snappy. Um, looks pretty meh. Um, music has been in the running for many rewards, but so far, I'm not impressed by the music either. Um, probably the thing that annoys me most is the stupid... They do the stupid thing like in other older Nintendo games where like when people talk it goes wah 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 I fucking hate that. I fucking hate hate stupid fucking um mouth noise bullshit when you're doing uh like dialogue. I'd I'd rather you just be silent. And even more annoyingly, the only way to turn that shit down is turn all effects down. You can't just turn off the stupid face noises things make um which really annoyed me so i hate those face noises and the storyline has been like two pages so far so I'm unimpressed so far um but i'll stick with it and because it is consumable and i don't unlike mario odyssey i do feel like there's a reason to go forward and a forward progression to be made um so I, I, when, if I finish this, I actually might do a deeper rumination on why I was compelled to play this and not Mario Odyssey. I also really like some of the dialogue. Like, um, what writing there has been, even though there's only been pretty much two pages of it, has been actually been quite enjoyable and cool and cute. I like the main character, um, Madeline is the default name for her. I like her deal. Um, I like her moxie. She's kind of cool. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that progresses. Um, what else has there been? I played a little bit more Yakuza. Uh, for some reason, I'm just not really getting into it. Maybe because I did stop to play God of War and now I'm going back to Yakuza. But probably larger because I don't really... Because it is really the first one they made. I can feel that weirdness in the old school type of pacing where it doesn't feel... It takes like, It feels like this game's taking a while to get going and all the interesting characters are a long way away from meeting. Um, which is probably why, especially since I just came off Yakuza 0, where you met all those cool characters already, um, I'm kind of just like, whatever, um, to start of that game. But maybe I'll get a chance to put more time into it before the year ends. And with that, that's what I've been doing this fortnight. Um, definitely check out Kobakai. Um, at least read or watch reviews for Celeste because uh, you may have missed it like I did myself. Apparently, it is an incredible game. So far, I'm unimpressed, but I was also unimpressed by Mario Odyssey. And that turned out to be many people's favorite game of the year. So if you haven't heard of it, at least give that a shot. And uh, Yakuza 0, still a threat. We'll talk about Avengers next time. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Cynical Supplement. I will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>